0: With
1: a big one big one welcome to the monkey seat the podcast that doesn't even know why it's wrong so it's just going to carry on being wrong my name is tom
0: and i'm Carl who'd like to offer you second place with george from grid talk in third and tom from everything f1 in taking pole is that okay just uh, come back to me in a minute
1: thank you mr banker uh <laughs> I'm glad I didn't go for my deal on no deal reference. Uh, we are a fully independent podcast hosted by two opinionated friends who like to put the world to rights.
0: Yeah, I just have called Tom from Everything F1 Ocon. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Anyway, you can find us on all major podcasting platforms by searching for the Monkey Seat Podcast.
1: You can get in touch with us by leaving us a five-star review to get a shout-out on our show, or you can visit monkeyseatpod.com to support us with cold, hard cash.
0: We're on the socials at monkeyseatpod.com. Uh, to give in touch, tell to us why we're wrong or right, or whatever you actually want to tell us.
1: And we would like to once again acknowledge the great work of our partner the charity Furballs Rescue, who are continuing to do great work rehoming abandoned cats, and they need funding far more than we do. So head to furballsrescue.org to see how you can help. Yay. Hello, yay! Hello, that's you. How a, are you? Uh, I'm I'm in pain. Uh, oh, I, yeah, why are you in pain?
0: You've I've become I've,
1: an old man all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> well, I, well i don't i don't turn 40 and you've here for, forty. no i don't turn 40 for another like three and a half weeks yet and already it's uh i thought you already were 40 no i'm so confused january january i'm 40 oh shit so yeah um like uh, three yeah. three and a half weeks or something well i
0: would come and visit in the uk but we're banned yeah moving anywhere again yeah uh, we can't we're all in covid lockdown and we might as well be in a covid lockdown again like we sort of are hmm over here um but this is my last week in dublin uh last day in dublin actually i leave dublin tomorrow or wicklow uh and back home to kerry for a long while i hope but excellent goes on there.
1: and you can see how the house is going how is the house going
0: it's going it's going the walls are being built and we've got walls and things now so Oh wow i need to see some uh, pictures yes i will send you some. i don't i don't have any at the moment but if you follow my instagram uh what is it i can't remember Jack on operation, the set, operation renovation oh 2020. yes yes it is yeah there you go operation you can see lots of pictures of my house slowly going up
1: look at you being all social media you don't I know i'm not media. very good at this <laughs> i'm
0: not very good at this
1: i'm particularly crap at it as well so so don't worry yeah which
0: is bad for two people that run a podcast yeah. we should be better yeah that's should be better
1: this is probably this is probably why we haven't been picked up by all the you know the big podcast gurus and stuff and because we're we just don't do social media good that'll be why Yes that will be the reason yeah. why.
0: Yeah, that that's definitely the because reason why.
1: Because of our amazing informed content that we bring you every well, week. Well,
0: you're moonlighting on other shows too much anyway, so.
1: Yeah, and yeah, so this is what I I'm, I'm currently involved in three podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yes. one of them that I'm not actually I'm just producing and as anyone on the live stream would see, I uh, gave a sneak preview to on the live stream and uh and obviously we're on i'm on grid talk quite a lot hosted my first show on grid talk at the weekend which is fun i got to do which my, i didn't listen to because i'm that friend i did got to do my podcasting singing debut and was very out of tune singing um uh 12 days of christmas uh and oh, yeah, I heard about that. uh yeah and um yeah and i've obviously done a few guest podcasts as well like a dnf1 podcast is one i've been on a few times and uh uh, grip strip pods been on everything f1 i've been on as well all good podcasts actually give them a listen everything f1 are great they get lots of good guests on um adam who hosts the uh adam courtney who hosts dnf1 they're, they're very good as well they've they're very uh, knowledgeable people so i recommend giving them a listen makes as a well. difference for me and and phil on gsp if, if you're into if you're into american motorsport and nascar and all that kind of stuff as well as formula one they they cover that as well so uh give give them yeah, a listen they're a lot better
0: than we are <laughs> Mostly because they're American. Yeah. But they're better at American although, stuff. I, I would say we Although we have, I feel like we're Downton Abbey. I've been watching Downton Abbey. I feel I, we're very much Downton Abbey, the English people that all the Americans love.
1: I have not been watching Downton Abbey although I, I did know. go to the cinema for the first time in two years the other day. To watch. Uh we saw what did we see? I've forgotten already. Oh we saw Bond. Um, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um I wasn't that impressed to be honest. Uh but then a couple of days later I went again. I went oh, really? with Emily and we saw House of Gucci.
0: Oh, is that any good?
1: Uh, it's all right.
0: It's it's okay.
1: Uh,
0: I again... mean, why, is Jared Le- why choose Jared Leto as a fat old man? I can't quite wear that one out. He wasn't a fat old man. Yeah, he is. I think so. He was the guy... Uh... No, Jared Leto is the fat old man.
1: Was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't think it was. I thought he the was... The
0: not going to come up, is it? Oh, well. I'm show you. Yeah, I'm sure he's the fat old man. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen it. I think you are wrong. I think I think that's a TV film that I'm going to watch. Who's the fat old man then? Or fat middle-aged man? Well, there's a couple.
1: There's quite a few, actually. But <laughs> yeah, it's all about Italians. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. And anyway. We've got an English lad. Uh, English Jeremy Irons. American Jared Leto. Yeah, good. Uh, Lady Gaga, American. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Adam Driver. American. Yeah. I think he's American. He might even be Canadian. It's probably somewhere around there. There we go. Somewhere of that side. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so, right, uh, should we talk about Formula One then?
0: Oh, uh, where do we start with this farcical well, farce? Well, should we should we,
1: should we, we start with the two-minute challenge? Right,
0: well, yeah, but I'd like to quickly talk about the F2 quickly. Yeah, um, sure, go for it. That was a mad, sort of weird crash at the beginning, and it just sums up how well, on mad. the on the feature race, yeah? Yes.
1: Because there were two other races as PK, well.
0: PK and...
1: Uh, it was Fittipaldi I, and Porcher Fittipaldi,
0: Porcher that
1: was it Fittipaldi and Porcher yeah, uh, yeah uh, good how, to hear do we though, know that, how they are yeah good to hear that Enzo Fittipaldi he's got a broken heel all um, oh, right and Porcher has got minor injuries um, so I imagine Fittipaldi will be out of the last race and Porcher is unsure at the moment but um, he's uh, but they're both okay they're both going to make full recoveries and they'll both be back strong next season so
0: okay and well, I'm glad that's that good. Because that was a crazy, that was a crazy crash. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't um, even like something. There wasn't like, yeah. Yeah. It so, was. So did Porcher, was it Porcher that went in the back of Fittipaldi?
1: No, Fittipaldi went in the back of Porcher. Back of Porcher. Porcher stalled.
0: And, yes. Porcher stalled. And um, he's got the broken heel.
1: No, Porcher has got minor yeah. injuries. Oh, All right. Fittipaldi's yeah. got the broken Yeah. Well, heel. Which makes sense. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, it play. was, it was scary. I mean, that's how Billy Monger lost his legs. Yeah, so, uh, not well. Not not at the start. It was actually in a racing scenario, yeah. so they probably wouldn't have been going quite as fast because it was um, obviously Portier was was it sort of midfield, and Fittipaldi was more towards the back. Um, but yeah, that was marshalling fails. They didn't put enough yellow flags out or any yellow flags out to say, or not on that side of the track. So Fittipaldi had no idea there was a stationary car there. So yeah, yeah, just flew into the back of him. No one's fault. Similar to you know Mazepan in the race. He uh, you know his his his. His accident wasn't really his fault either. It's just it's just a, a hazard of the track and that kind of track and blind corners. And, but I'm sure we'll get into that later on.
0: Yeah, well, we feel sorry for Mazepin. That's strange. Anyway, carrying on. Yeah, Go yeah. on then, let's do the two-minute challenge. Just remind us of what Be- happened. Before we do that, I'm just going to cough.
1: Cough? I should have muted that, really. Yeah, ideally, but
0: thanks. We're just going to get a cough. Right
1: well, now. the trouble is, if I mute it on, on the Zoom, I, it's not muted on the recording. So I don't see the point.
0: As long as you don't see the point, that's yeah. fine.
1: Right, okay. Let's do this.
0: It's the two minute challenge.
1: As the light went out in Saudi Arabia for the first time, all the focus was rightly on the two title protagonists. So, in a slight change to normal proceedings, I'm going to do the same. Yes, Ocon narrowly missed out on a podium thanks to Valtteri Spore Sport Bottas. And yes, Sonoda and Kimmy took bites out of Vettel's car. And yes, both hasses crashed heavily, ending theirs and Russell's race. But aside from that, frankly, nobody really gave a shit. Um, so we'll just get on with it. Uh, I wouldn't be controversial if I said that missing the battle for third place on the line was uh, was the worst mis- was not the worst mistake Formula One made all weekend. Um, with uh, Hamilton and Bottas cruising to a one-two victory, but a cruel twist of fate, if you're a Mercedes fan, saw Max inherit the lead with brand new tyres after red flag. Hamilton made a great restart. Making, making the pass into turn one, but then Verstappen drives clean off the track and virtually stops in front of Hamilton, causing Ocon to somehow pass Hamilton and uh, and Max to keep the lead. Because he
0: kept the line, a red flag,
1: that's why. A, a red flag followed from, uh, from Perez crashing, and Noel Edmonds, for some reason, appears with a red telephone <laughs> from the 60s and offers Red Bull a demotion to third. This promotes Ocon to the lead of the race, putting Hamilton back on the dirty side of the grid. This allows Max to once again take the lead with the best bit of driving he did all day, putting the car between him and Hamilton. You mean Hamilton drive the catches day. and um, Hamilton uh, ca- catches and puts pressure on once again. Gets the move done, but once again, Verstappen cuts the corner to retake the position. He is then told to give the place to Hamilton, so slows just before the DRS to let him by, so he can instantly repass him. Then, when Hamilton doesn't play ball, he slams on the brakes as determined by the stewards of actual telemetry. So don't at me. And Hamilton hits the back of him. He lets Hamilton through under instruction again later in the race, but then re-passes under DRS in a move that goes unpunished, um, which by definition is illegal. Finally, the move gets done, but because of all the crap that happened before, in the meantime he got a five-second penalty from the original corner cut in Turn One, anyways, as he took too long to hand the place back. In the end, Hamilton wins comfortably, but the driving standards of the staff were frankly disgrace, and I don't, and I don't blame him. I blame the FIA. Wow,
0: where do we even start with this?
1: Okay. Now, this may have come across as a little bit uh, uh British bias, Hamilton uh Hamilton sided, but there is a reason for that because I as I said at the end of the review there, I don't particularly blame Verstappen for his behaviour. I blame the FIO because they've allowed this behaviour to thrive and their obvious attempts I don't to try quite
0: understand where the rules are. If any other person any anyone right, I don't even know where to start with this. Right, if anyone else let's let's start with the where do we want to start? Well,
1: I just wanted to want just, to just I just wanna just wanna get a point out quickly. Uh the, the FA have allowed the behaviour to thrive and that they've made obvious attempts to try and not interfere in the title battle, and as a result, it's massively affected the title battle to the point where failing to penalise Verstappen in Brazil led him to actually do the same thing several times this week. And he said in the post race he didn't understand why he was being punished, because he wasn't punished in Brazil. The kid doesn't even know why he's a disgrace. And that's the problem because the FIA have let him get away with it and they've got his team boss blowing smoke up his ass saying how nice he is and how good he is and it, that's just racing and that's just Max and we wouldn't change him and then you've got his thug of a dad you know who's who's taught him to be a bully on track and told him that's okay to be like that because you're you're you, you know you are you have been bestowed to be the one to win the world championship for Holland because I was too shit. So I'm just like I'm just so so just fed up with this you know and again I don't actually like blame fed Verstappen. I I just um, I'm just fed up with 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 the way that he's racing to be honest because at the start yeah, because of the right season, okay go on, you I you got I'll, I'll come back to
0: this. I don't think it's Verstappen I think like if anyone else had to give a kind of a grid back, place back we've seen it with Alonso we've seen it with uh, Verstappen, uh Vettel. we've seen it with Hello
1: Laura I
0: don't know if hey. I think she's on. Hello Laura um. Uh. And I don't think she's on today. She is. Uh, oh, is she is. <laughs> that's why. Hi, I did Laura. It. <laughs> she was like, she was like, I'm not coming on. Okay. so I've just closed my YouTube down. How's how bad I am? Anyway, go right. On. Anyway. Um. Um. So, <laughs> she's been listening for a while because she's talking about the house. Um. Yeah. So, where was I? Oh, yeah. So normally you have a lap to take, re- give that place back. Three laps. Then three laps well it seems to be a lot longer than three laps on this race Mm -hmm. to give that lap back which is why he got a penalty in the end and then he got a penalty okay but then he then then it seemed like a long time again like it was just like what's going on with this like and no one knew if he was having to give his penalty back no one knew like and and what was i I don't even know where to start but what was with the fia and the deal or no deal moment like what was going on there like how is that even allowed that they can choose (laughs)
1: yeah we don't we don't know because this FIA team radio thing is new we don't know um if this is the kind of thing that always happens or if we're only just hearing it for the first time this year so it might well be that this kind of stuff happens all the time and to be honest
0: well they didn't seem too shocked by it did they yeah like the the radio the guys on the radio the engineers didn't seem too shocked by it
1: yeah I mean in all honesty if if you didn't hear that conversation and you saw they they went to the restart, they start lining up on the grid, and all of a sudden Verstappen drops back behind Hamilton, and Ocon takes the lead, and they line up on the grid, they would then, we either then said, oh, great decision from the stewards there. Well done. That's good. That's good refereeing." But because we heard all of the tit for tat beforehand, and and oh, I've only got I know it was it was um it was oh we're going to offer you second place and. And then, oh, yes, we'll accept second place, but only if it means that Hamilton's in third. And it's like, no, because Hamilton will be first. Oh, well, where's Ocon? Oh, I forgot about Ocon. You know, if we didn't have any of that, then we'd have thought, what a great decision. That's really good refereeing. But because we had that, it just sounded farcical. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm still it torn about this fr- team radio thing, to be honest, this this FIA team radio. I'm not 100% certain I like it. But I quite like it. It's, it's kind like of.
0: It. I quite like the silliness of it.
1: I'm undecided, but. Um, I, I'm not against it. I'm just not convinced by it at the moment. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Um, no, I don't get it at all. I, well, I do get it. I quite like the thing, but I don't know where the rules are and, what this, and all these, these things. Um, it will all just... Dry, it, we, we don't know what's happening and we don't know the rest of the conversations and it's Liberty Media playing silly games. I just feel like through all of this, it's just played exactly how everyone wants it, That how Liberty Media wants is it, which it was means. Hamilton and Max in the final with equal points. It just this seems is what like... I
1: mean. And it's like I, the, the conspiracy theorists will say that that first red flag, you know, the, the safety car comes out, the uh, Mercedes drop, drop in the pits to make their pit stop, and then they throw a red flag to then give Verstappen the lead. I don't believe that. I think what what's happened is... I think they didn't need to do a red flag, but they weren't sure of the condition of the barriers, safety. They've had three or four people go into that barrier. They can't continue without that, without that barrier being absolutely hundred percent kosher. So, because can you imagine if they'd have said, "Oh yeah, we think it's all right," and then somebody else goes into it and then has a bad injury as a result of it, or or worse, and it's just not, it you know that that you can't do that. You have to make yeah. sure it, it's right, but the red flag period only lasted eight minutes. That's three laps behind the safety car. You know, they could have done another three laps behind the safety car and then carried on. But equally, you know, I, I've got no major but issues why, with the red flag.
0: But then why did, why, when, um, there was crap all over the road from Vettel's car, did we not have any, uh, yellow, uh, sorry, any safety car? Cause it would have been a lot quicker than the, our laps well, and laps of, of virtual safety car that yeah. we ended up having. Well, the, the trouble and the was, the virtual moved... safety car doesn't allow you to have enough space to get out there, especially with all the cars all over the road. Well, I I think, yeah, I mean, safety car would have bunched, bunched it up a lot
1: better, but the problem was, I, I think the, the marshals obviously still very new and you know, the race couldn't have happened well, without the, the them. Bahrain you know, marshals. You no, know, they had 400 Bahrain marshals in. So basically what that means is they've got them, there training the new marshals. So you've got a Bahraini marshal on each, on each Marshall post but You've still got several other marshals because they've got so many corners, they've got to have so many marshals to marshal them all. Yeah, and because it's so so long, they have to. Um, so it's, um, there, there were some teething problems there. Plus, obviously, the Bahrainian marshals don't know that track, so well, they well, don't no know where that everything track because it was only so, built last week. Yeah, um, but I, I think there were some failings in, in there in that they should have identified where the debris was and then they should have then. Cleared that debris during the safety car period and during the VSC as well. Those because we had we had like we had well five virtual safety car periods. Yeah, and you know because of that, it's um, they could have used there could have been three to be honest because they could have used that time to clear the debris, but they kept more debris kept appearing or more debris was being noticed and and yeah with two red flag periods there was no reason why they couldn't have at least had a clean start ready a clean track ready for the you know yeah. the third standing start, but
0: yeah, I just, but yeah, they just yeah. It just it was just mental and and but even like after that red like like to be fair before the when we had the first red flag. Um, I mean fair play on um who I thought was Alonso because I thought it was too good a driving skill to be yeah Ocon. <laughs> I was like, what's Alonso doing there? And and then I I made a tip myself and then realised it was Ocon. Um, So, yeah, Ocon. And no one questioned me on why I was questioning why Alonso was first Mm. or second at that point. I mean, fair play on Ocon. I mean, that was some drive from him. Uh, And some clean drive and seeing where the gap was. Weirdly, he took the line that I would have taken on Formula 1 2020. Mm. Like, I would have if it was on that, but you know, I would have taken that that line mm. because that seems the most obvious driving line to take. Instead, everyone went around the outside of that corner to then cut short onto the corner two. Is it? Might be mm. three. Well, like, looking at it, you've got. I was, I was thinking that you would have gone like the direct line if what she did, which was take a, a, in on the inside of corner. What let's call it corner one because I can't t- remember if it was. I think it was corner one, and then and then on the outside of corner two.
1: So Ocon didn't stop um, under the safety car. So as a result, you had. Uh, I think he passed Sonoda. I think if memory serves, I think no, Snow, Snow did come in. So you got Sonoda came in, Norris came in. Um, Norris got screwed. Gasly didn't. Perez did. Leclerc did. Obviously, Hamilton and Bottas did. So Bottas, Leclerc, Perez, Norris. And Sonoda, those five, were all dropped behind Ocon. So that puts him up into fifth place anyway. And then so he... Um,
0: but fifth to fourth second is quite even. A good Fourth
1: yeah, to second. or even fourth place, sorry. And then when Verstappen when Verstappen completely blocks off Hamilton...
0: Yeah, because they only care about each other and not yeah, everyone else. He gets,
1: he gets Gasly and then blocks off... Uh, I can't remember where Gasly was. I can't remember if Gasly stopped or not, to be honest. But Gasly way, did have a great drive, I know that one. Well, he finished sixth in the end, didn't he? I think he was yeah. sixth. But
0: He wasn't a great um,
1: driver. Yeah, it's just a, just a yeah. Just he's, another he's, he's very mi-
0: yeah. He's a very Mister Saturday, isn't
1: he? Yeah, he doesn't he tend he to is. do as well. Doesn't tend to do as well on um. Doesn't tend to do as well on the uh, on the races, Gasly. I mean that that Offertory doesn't have a lot of race pace anyway. But yeah, the other the other instance we got that that first one there, and then we we got various times where Max just just pushed him off. It just the whole thing. Just the the entire race and the standards during the whole race, and and then the comments after as well. And you know straight away, I've I've got to just uh, Christian Horner coming out, and in a in a race when we've had you know we we've had and we we've got to say we haven't had Donald podcast since this happened yet. So we've got to say you know rest in peace of Frank. Oh, yeah. Um So in a race when we've we've just recently lost to Frank Williams, and
0: which everyone you know, put on their cars. Yeah,
1: everyone is obviously quite sensitive anyway. And then for Horner to come out and say it's times like this that the sport misses Charlie Whiting, and I think that is probably worse than what he said about the Marshalls last week. It's just such a disgraceful comment. I mean, it's basically how the hell is is Massey supposed to take that? Yeah. And you know, I'm not Michael Massey's biggest fan. In fact, I'm I, I'm one of the you know. Oh, Laura is. Yeah, well, that's only because she thinks he's hot. He's hot for some <laughs> for some weird reason, um, but he's to come out and say that that's absolutely disgraceful it's like can you imagine if someone came up to, to do it david croft and say oh it's days like this that we miss murray walker yeah and it's all you know saying saying And what to, would
0: have he done like i don't think michael massey's doing anything wrong at these points. i don't think um oh bez is on max was amazing and should have won hamilton cheated and tried to ram max okay
1: <laughs> how how did the GOAT do this week then, Bez? How yeah, how did uh, how did Alonso do? Is it's thirteenth?
0: Yeah, 13th? yeah well a... I th- I thought he was second, but then that was his teammate that he Yeah,
1: so He's we're just gonna there. go to we're just gonna go to um Fernando Alonso sympathy corner here. Start, starting 13th, uh having a pretty poor race in general, and then boxing to try <laughs> did you see apparently he, he boxed to try and get the fastest lap at the end to take it off Hamilton just because to be, you know, just to be a dick, and then he couldn't do it. <laughs>
0: I did wonder as to, yeah, like, I was sat there trying to work it out. I was like, there's no, there's no, there's no advantage of anyone trying to beat Hamilton at the fastest lap here. But I mean, they literally, with even with the half points, they literally couldn't have masterminded this any better, could they? To land on and make the whole season pointless. Yeah. The whole season has now been pointless.
1: Well, it's not, it's not pointless because if Max takes Hamilton out, then he's champion.
0: Alonso was robbed of what? Sorry. Anyway, go
1: on robbed of taking fastest lap from Hamilton yeah, right. yeah, I right. mean at, at the end of the day it, it, it doesn't actually make any difference so long as the, the points are within three or four points it doesn't actually matter yeah. going into the last race because it's just winner takes all Yeah. because they've got the two quickest cars let's be honest it's only going to be a Mercedes know, or Red Bull that's going to win actually
0: doing that 163.5 or whatever it is. 300 uh, and
1: something 369.5
0: uh, 369.5 yeah I mean that's like mad math of trying to work out that as to and especially yeah with i the do think DLFs and different things that yeah um i just think it's liberty gold you know and here we are talking about it and we're back to uh, and and we're talking about it because there's what else can we talk about with it because but it just seems like though i mean we we never thought we'd ever feel sorry for Mazepin.
1: Oh yeah, he did he didn't do a thing wrong, you know. He almost he almost took out Hamilton in practice, which was, you know, completely Hamilton's fault and to to be fair, like a reprimand was a fair, fair thing for that. We've seen people get grid drops for that in the past, but um, you know, the mitigating factors in that, you know, his team didn't let him know where it was. We don't know the tracks, there were no yellow no no blue flags or anything like that. So, yeah. you know, he I think the reprimand was a uh, was a fair result there for him because it was very nearly a very serious accident and it also would have wiped out Hamilton's car and probably put him at the back because he probably would have had to take a new engine yeah um and then in the race to just just come across that stationary car there's just yeah I mean Perez was stopped on track taking up three quarters of the track width so there's just nowhere to go Mazepin had a choice of either going into the wall or into the back of another car and you know he didn't really have a chance to think about it, so. Yeah, it was, I have yeah, to and disagree with
0: the Laura at the moment. Laura just said the next race for dangerous. Abu Dhabi is the most dullest track in the world. um It won't be dangerous. It'll be a. It'll be it will. The, the, whoever win whoever wins qualifying will win the race.
1: Potentially, but there is some changes this year so uh, that have made it quicker and have made it slightly more interesting. So we'll, I mean, we'll get to that when we do. A, it's kind of a, a little bit of a preview on Abu Dhabi, but. Uh, we'll carry on reviewing this race for now but um yeah. i think there are there is potential for drama in abu dhabi yeah. but um it's
0: yeah, yeah i like i think whoever qualifies will be the winner um i don't think
1: we'll get to that like
0: i don't think anyone i think it's been a bit of a, a the thing is it's so much happened and so many crashes but it it was one of those races where everyone sat around going this is going to be bad like yeah. it had I it was just,
1: genuinely scared for the entire race,
0: yeah, it had was, the, we shouldn't we why we like i am uh you know not the the biggest f one fan, if you will i'm not i i'm not a like you Tom, that's a pedigree of an f one fan, but uh and I like the odd crash, I like the odd misdemeanor and and things, but Jesus christ it just felt mental this time, like it just felt like the unsafest track the unsafest i mean it was it was a crazy it, like it was baku but on speed and baku's bad enough normally you know yeah
1: yeah it's um for me the the track well yeah it's a great challenge in qualifying but it was genuinely scary and i i, I saw like when it started off we had that nice calm opening section um and then we got just inside the pit window and then oh yeah i I said to laura
0: oh this is gonna get boring now we've had the mad no literally
1: literally my um my um i was watching with my parents and my dad said well this is a boring bloody race isn't it and then literally as he said that schumacher in the barrier safety car red flag and and then it was just crazy from there on should that have been a red flag well, yeah, we just we've just covered that, haven't we? It's, I well, think it should have been. It's, but uh, it's just frustrating the way it came. And but I I have but no major issue It was so long that for red that
0: red flag. It was so long coming, and I just didn't understand as to yeah. for and and we we obviously can't see everything. I'm not saying that, but the tech bari- tech pro bari- barrier looks grand. But suppose there was a broken one in the middle.
1: Yeah, so it was it was punctured, um, and that you know the the car. Uh, Schumacher's car was against it, so you couldn't physically see the damage. Um, and you know that they, they are designed to literally come apart and then slot together. That's you know how they're designed yeah. to do that. But you but you have to lift them out with a crane. You can't just like move them. It's not like a bit of Lego or something. So Schumacher well, Schumacher's, Schumacher's in the wall. Um, Schumacher's in in into the barrier, and then they're um, the safety car comes around. They wait till the pack's bunched up, and then when they've got enough time. They send the recovery truck out there. Get Schumacher's car out of the way. Marshals inspect the barrier. Oh, shit, we've got some damage here. We we need to remove this barrier piece. Quick, get on the phone to Massey. On the phone to Massey, we've got a damaged barrier. Right, we need to replace it. Red flag. So that's why that's gone in that order. So I have no major issue with the red flag. They were try, trying to allow the race to keep going. But in that scenario, with a damaged barrier, especially in a place like that where we've seen several crashes all weekend, that needed to be done. So I've got no major issue with the red flag. It's... It was frustrating that, you know, at that point I'm thinking, well, track position's key. They're going to go to the end now, and it's going to be it's going to be Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas, and that, and then that means it just meant that the title decider would have been, you know, with a 15 point lead or whatever it would have been at that point. That would have taken the sting out of it a little bit with yeah. just you know, the likelihood of it being or, you know, Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, fairly unlikely in Abu Dhabi. So that would have just taken the sting out of it a little bit for me. So um I was I was glad when it kind of equaled out a little bit. Um obviously the the restart Hamilton getting ahead and then Verstappen just Braziling it and taking it back again and just the whole thing what what this weekend has proved, I mean it's proven that Verstappen will do almost anything to win this championship, which means the whole thing about it won't change my life is complete bull. But yeah. I think we've, we've seen this year that, you know, early on in the season, first I half of the season... Do if
0: Verstappen, Verstappen sounds like he's trying to do a Nico. Oh, I'll win yeah. it once and that'll be the end of it.
1: And then I'll leave. That's what he yeah. tries well, to Nico come across
0: never, as. But he didn't say that. Not.
1: Nico didn't say that until after he won it. But, no, but that's um, what it
0: looks like he's trying to do. Yeah. Nico and be like, oh, yeah, I'll win it. i no, win it and that'll be the end. He won't. No, he'll be there for the long haul. If he's going to try and do it, he's going to try. I mean, I don't know whether this is... You know, pushing Hamilton into not staying, or whether I don't know, he seems to be getting angry. He seems to be getting a very angry man recently.
1: What Hamilton? Yeah, I think Hamilton handled himself incredibly well. He got a little bit, he got a little bit pushy when he did make the overtake on Verstappen. He pushed him right out to the edge, and they said that was borderline black and white flag material. So that was, you know, that was that was on the edge. That was, you know, that was as bad as well probably not quite as bad as what Verstappen was doing in the race, but it was certainly borderline. Um, and he was, he did that born out of frustration, but you could see after the race, he was absolutely exhausted. And that was because he'd been pushed right to the edge and beyond. And, you know, Verstappen has brought this out of him. He has brought the best out of Hamilton. But what we've seen this season with Verstappen is, is up until, um, I'm going to steal something from, from Sean now, um, up until uh, Sean Kelly, that is at virtual stat on Twitter. Um, up until Monza, I think, I can't remember the exact numbers, but Mercedes had topped something like 16% of sessions, like as in Q1, Q2, Q3. Um, and then since Monza, they've they've topped 87% or 86% of sessions, which is just the, the, the speed they found in the second half of the season is, well, not quite the second half of the season, but most of the second half of the season is phenomenal. Red Bull clearly had the quickest car the first half of the season. And I think Mercedes have just tilted it back in their favor in the second half. And what we've seen in the first half of the season where Verstappen had the quickest car, he had definitely showed he had the maturity to see out results and win races and push and win races. Um, And in the second half of the season, we've seen that unless he has an advantage, Hamilton seems to have the better of him with a better car. So, and then Verstappen's the one that's being flustered. The first half of the season, Hamilton, apart from you would say Imola, was the one race where Hamilton has has thrown away a good result. Yeah. Because every other every other race where it's been, you know, it, he's he's been fighting for a result, and and he's he'd like Bahrain, he got the result, he got the win. Portimao, he took the strategies to them and won the race. Um, I mean, you could say that in, um, Paul Ricard, and Barcelona, Verstappen got the win based on their strategy, and they took the fight to Mercedes, but again, I think they did have the best package in those races, so... But, but hang on, you're saying it's about interesting. this
0: with the cars, with those two. it'd be interesting to see where the cars are of Perez and Bottas, compared to beginning of the season to second of the season, I can't remember exactly every single position well, Perez, those two Perez have been
1: yeah, Perez and Bottas have both improved as the season's gone on. Uh Perez has has improved more than Bottas has improved because Bottas, well, kind Bottas has kind of all at a of improvement, level, didn't he? Yeah, I mean Bottas is um Bottas has been in that car for a long time as Perez has learnt the car, so you would expect Perez Perez he's got further to go whereas Bottas already had a level, so you would expect Perez to improve more. But Bottas has done a better job than Perez this year, I think.
0: I mean, saying that Perez didn't do that well this race um i
1: think it was he was partially to blame there was no further action in the end but he was partially to blame for the collision which ended his race
0: yeah um but i don't think he but even in the on the start he didn't do that great start he went back he went backwards or tried to block he tried to block i don't know where he tried to block bottas or someone and it, it was someone weird well he he, he made it, it he made a
1: he made a great start and he almost went at the back of verstappen
0: yeah that was it and then
1: but then that, bottas slotted in um, ahead of him, because obviously he was second anyway. Because Hamilton and Bottas were uh, were clean away in the lead. Perez almost went out the back of Verstappen, and then um, but then he just tucked him behind him. Yeah. But yeah, you got to a decent start. Verstappen was an average start, to be honest. I mean, even even the even the start where he passed Hamilton and Ocon was an average start. But because he had the medium ties his second phase, where you know he got to the the, the adhesion stage of the. At the start it just bit and then he just put that car in the hole i think hamilton left too much of a gap there to be honest it was um,
0: um although my highlight was paris just sat on the side of the track waiting for someone to pick him up
1: <laughs> oh sorry just uh yeah I don't, I don't make me laugh um i've just seen i laura's just tried to trigger me with something she said hamilton at silverson flustered sent max into the wall so Knowing what we know about how Verstappen races this season now, if we go back and look at that crash again, do we not see Hamilton maybe making making the pass and then Verstappen just, just keeping his foot in yeah, and he's... not worrying? Because he's got the runoff, he's not worrying about making the corner. And yeah. because Hamilton wasn't exactly at the apex, which he doesn't have to do, you don't have to be at the apex to make a corner as long as you're going to make the corner and make the edge of the track which based on his trajectory he was going to do, do we not look at this again and think, this is similar, although it's on the outside, this is a little bit similar to Brazil, Brazilian, that he's just, Hamilton's on the inside, he's not going to let him past, so he's just eased, eased off the break, and then that's put him then further ahead of Hamilton, which has then led to the contact. I think you look back at this now, and it's actually more evidence in favour of Hamilton when you look at what's happened since. Obviously, the incidents happened. Hamilton was deemed partially to blame. It was a 50-50. It was aggressive from Hamilton. It's the most aggressive he's been all season because he had to. At that point, if he hadn't have got past, he wouldn't have. He had no chance of winning that race, so he had to try it, and rightly so. You know, partially um, more to blame than Verstappen. Got a penalty. Fine. You know, I'm over it, ish. But don't go out say don't go out saying that he took Verstappen out and crashed him into wall because he did. The problem is that the
0: problem is that. The only people that Hamilton and Verstappen can battle is each other because no one else is up there. No one else yeah. is anywhere near them. So that's they why have, the, this is yeah. why we have this issue with Perez and uh, with Verstappen and Hamilton is because there's no one else fighting them. So they have to fight each other. And that's why we do get the aggressive driving the two because we, we probably see the, we're probably seeing the aggressive driving further down. But no one really notices it because it's only them two that are fighting each other.
1: They have absolutely brought it to a new level this year. Even their teammates in the same machinery can't touch them. Yeah. Which is just they they are on a completely new level. Are they in the same year. machinery
0: though? <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. Um no, like it's mental. It's completely like the two of them are insane. Um and it, it and it's it's brought it to a thrilling end, which I'm sure we'll hear about fifty times on Sky Sky um sports this week. It's a yeah. thrilling end to the right season. Um but pound I, in a jar for every time they say jewel in the desert jewel in the desert is that the mm-hmm. i mean
1: they will, yeah which they desert will are we, we in it? this week um, uh it's uae isn't
0: it i know but like we seem to be in the desert every bloody week at the moment well
1: yes that's because
0: um, money yeah all at the end here um yeah. and i mean what will be interesting is seeing this track earlier on in the year uh different weather different heats different yeah. styles track's going to be a bit more slippery i guess because of the heat yeah well we're back there in three months yeah
1: we're back there in and uh, with, the start it the only season. gets
0: hotter in april april May? yeah april um uh, yeah. uh, march march when's the season start this year i can't even next year I can't. Even, it's march march and it's like the third second up isn't it second.
1: yeah it's, it's i can't remember. i haven't got the calendar in front of me at the moment but yeah it's um it's very early on in the season yeah,
0: yeah. so i think it's going to be very interesting what's going to happen with those um i think it's going to be a bit crazy um and i don't like i don't know i think with all the i think this track it could be good but i don't think it ever will be i think everyone will be it'll be the crash band it'll be it'll be the mario track you know we'll all be smashing each other out the way um there's no way this track is going to get any better i can't see how they're going to improve it um, and we've got this for another two years until they build the other one.
1: We're not sure yet. I, we know that Saudi Arabia's got a, got a long term deal, but we don't know if we're going to be at this track or a different track. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, well, we we'll would definitely be here next year. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe the year after. But I think they, can, I think they can do something. It's just really, it's not so much the track. It's the blind corners that's the problems. And if they can just do something about that, they can't really do a lot with the runoff, obviously. But if they can just find a way of. Making it so the yeah you know, straightening out a few of the more dangerous kinks. Yeah, That'd what be was okay. really
0: interesting about this was the guys that designed it—the father and son team—and yeah. just and and Jensen Button almost slating that the fact that it's time for not... someone else, someone else to come in and design the tracks.
1: Well. So the people that designed the track are the uh, is the Tilker company. Uh Herman Tilker is credited with doing the tracks, but I'm pretty sure this track was done by Carsten Tilker, his son. Yeah. Um so um interesting. Um I might be uh, I I might have some news about Carsten Tilker, but I probably shouldn't share it just yet. But anyway, uh <laughs> I'll tell you later. Uh but uh That's yeah. Tough secrets. Yeah. Um watch this space. And uh yeah, it's I know that they they're kind of taking on a different element of taking on tracks now they they always before it you, you saw a lot of the a lot of the, the tracks like some of the early Tilka tracks were really good like Malaysia phenomenal track Bahrain has grown into a, a very good track and changing I think just the uh, change in track conditions by switching to a night race has made it a really good track to race on and so I don't think it's fair to say that every Tilka track is a is a waste of space because it isn't he's done some very good tracks and you know, we we look at Kota um, is an awesome track. And I know it's a tribute act. It's got corners from all around the world and everything in there. But they have got some very good tracks on the calendar. They've designed some terrible ones. But um, there are some, you know, there are some good Who's ones Who's designing in there as well. the Miami one? I'd imagine it's probably Tilker. I don't know. But it is a street circuit. So, and again, they have to work with, if you're giving them a blank sheet of paper, then they will probably design something that's okay. But if you give them, I mean, I say that, Abu Dhabi. Um, but if you give them a street track, they kind of have to work around what Bahrain
0: was theirs, and that was a blank sheet of paper.
1: Yeah, Bahrain's good. I've just said Bahrain's
0: a yeah, good track. Yeah, Abu
1: Dhabi. And yeah, Malaysia was, was brilliant. And <laughs> Malaysia was a phenomenal track to race on. I think China was a Tilka I could be wrong. Uh, I think China is. Um, China's okay. There's, there's some nice places to pass on, China. It's. I like the opening section. Um, quite similar to Malaysia to be honest so I quite like the opening section of the lap um, and I like the big the big long straight into the left-hander at the end as well or into the hairpin and the left-hander I quite like that so basically Sector 3 and Sector 1 I like I have no idea about Sector 2
0: I mean, although um, Abu Dhabi isn't a great track for racing it's designed well like the way that hairpin is with that stadium let's... it's a cool, interesting it was an interesting idea it just didn't quite work
1: yeah, I mean, as a as a venue, it's probably the best, you know, the best the Formula yes, One Marina venue bits, on the pieces, calendar. Yeah. It, you know, it's probably one of the best venues ever for Formula One. But the race is just crap. Yeah. But let's reserve judgment because I'm quite, I'm quite positive that if if the changes they've made work and that gives Abu Dhabi a bit more flow and they get two decent overtaking opportunities as a result of what they've done, then that brings it up to you know, an average circuit and that's fine because if we've got an average circuit that's conducive to decent racing, you're never going to get a rainstorm like we would get in Brazil to finish the season, which is, you know, if the season ended in Brazil, then you you just never know what the weather's going to do. And, and we just don't know. So we're not going to get that. Yeah. We're never going to get those scenarios for a season decider, but we might just get a decent race if they fix the problems. So I'm going to reserve judgment on Abu Dhabi until we see what happens next week. But uh, it's yeah, I'm interested to see what the changes have done, and I'm interested to see what the changes for Melbourne Albert Park have done as well, because that are we um, seeing Melbourne this year? Do we think? I believe so. Uh, I think we will. I think we will, unless Omicron takes over the world, which I don't think it will.
0: Oh, yeah, that's the new one, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but it's yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into a COVID podcast, <laughs> here, but. But, but I don't I think I don't think Amazon's
0: gonna. It'd be interesting to see how they cope with the next wave of COVID or next wave of whatever comes our way. Um, but with more races on the track, more tracks to race, and more places to go, you know, I think it'd be interesting. It's it it's sort of sad that we're talking about the next season more than this season. Because although there's been lots of excitement, I think the problem has been we've ended up with the result we all thought we would end up with. Yeah. Um, which is hard to then explain. Um... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> laughing at Beza Spaniard. Um, it's hard to talk about this season. And like even this race, you know, it's it was a busy race, but again, nothing... It wasn't any good racing. It was all incidents. And I think yeah, we're missing that's the a lot of good racing this year.
1: That's the problem. This this Well, this year has Ford. seen some phenomenal racing. This race, we didn't see an awful lot of racing, no. which is a shame. It um, was
0: all about crash, bang, and wallop, and that was it. It wasn't about exciting racing this year.
1: Yeah, as I said, in, in places it has been, but... Yeah, it's... no. But, sorry, this week it
0: hasn't been. Yeah, but this, this this weekend, problem. no. It makes it hard for us to talk about in some ways because oh, they had a crash. Whose fault was it? Oh, they had another crash. Whose fault was it? It just seems Max, to be a blame game.
1: Max and Max, <laughs> always Max. In this race, or Paris,
0: uh, you know, or Red Bull. Generally. Uh but Isley, um,
1: the the whole Max Verstappen thing about the 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 brake check thing. What's your opinion on what he was trying to do there? Because no idea what few, he was trying to do uh
0: what was he and, trying to do and he why was... didn't hamilton overtake him? so hamilton uh max didn't know um uh, max was that had a late call to let him through he was in the right place for the drs so he could then or the corner or whatever it was so he could overtake him again and do a brazil brazil on him so he slowed down but he wanted to obviously be on the he didn't want to be on the dirty side of the track he wanted to be on the at least have two wheels on the on the track and push Hamilton over to one side so that he could get past and then get back round him, uh, forcing him round. But when Hamilton then didn't pass him, it, whose fault is that then? Because Max had slowed down. Hamilton had, uh, had not taken note of passing him. So Hamilton then rammed on the brakes. Max then rammed him harder. Hamilton went up. Max's uh, went to a cross and hit Max. Uh, again, I'm not quite sure it's Max's fault. Hamilton might, have, uh, Max might have jammed on the brakes. Granted, but if I go in the back of a car and the car in front smashes his brakes on, it is normally my fault on the normal roads of the Law of Ireland, and I'm sure of the UK. Um, so, was it Hamilton's? Was it Max's fault? Max being a dick, absolutely. Whether the accident and the incident was Max's fault, I can't completely blame him. That's all well and good
1: if you're on your way to Tesco's to get your local shop, but we're not doing that. We're racing. But and we are, you don't have yeah. to keep you don't have to keep tires and tarmac in two seconds distance, you know. That's that's not no, what we're doing. No, here. but
0: you need to know the width of your car and not be Alex album.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so so basically the, the way I saw it then um, is there's there was confusion. Definitely, there was confusion because it was so erratic what Max was doing that Hamilton. It I think what Max the, no, just just hear me out. Just hear me out. It was so erratic what he was doing that Hamilton in the in those few seconds that he had, he thought, oh, the there must be there must be a VSC because there've been so many VSCs. But he thought, oh, there must be a VSC or there must be a yellow flag because why else would he slow down like that? So him to then overtake in that second in his head. He's like, oh, well, why is he slowing down? What? And, and then and then when he's gone to then go, oh, hang on, there's no yellow flag. I can pass him. And he goes to overtake him. Verstappen then actually breaks harder. And then he, he's already trying to go around him at that point. And then he's so lucky that Hamilton, Hamilton is so lucky that he, he, he had just gone to go around him. Because then all he did was take off the front wing end plate. If it had hit him bang on into the back he that nose cone would have been toast and he would have had to the make thing, a stop he would have been 40 seconds back and unless disqualification for verstappen there's no way would he've got back in that race
0: but the thing is i don't understand on max's side is why he then sped away did he think yes, this that, is this is, my, this, point. This is think, my point did he think that he had been overtaken at that point so or what's the rules of that i like the so, thing is it's hard to classify the rules because it's a weird one because i'm sure there's no rule about the car in front slowing down and the one yeah. going behind goes into the back of him does that mean he's overtaking him um, no so basically he was told to let
1: hamilton buy um and this is again why i don't necessarily blame verstappen for this i blame i blame the fa blame red bull i blame you know uh, christian horner those kind of people because the, the the radio message that came through was okay max let him through strategically that is code basically for, let him pass before the DRS. Yeah. Take the DRS and then repass him, which is illegal. You can't do that. As proven by Lewis Hamilton in 2008, when he allowed Kimi Räikkönen past because he passed him off track. He let Räikkönen through and then he repassed him into turn one. And because it was a couple of laps from the end, uh, two turns later, Kimi Räikkönen spun and retired from the race. Hamilton finished the race and then they gave him a retrospective thirty-second penalty, dropping him back to like third or fourth.
0: Oh yeah, and what was with What was with Verstappen's ten-second, five-second penalty? It made no difference to anything. It was yeah.
1: So I'm just moving the microphone because the cat's in the way, and he's he's just woken up and decides he wants to get involved. Um, Hi so, Leo. Is that Max. That's Leo. Um, yeah. So. The retrospective penalty was an absolute joke and they may as well have done nothing. And yeah. I know you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't penalise with uh, looking at the result of what the penalty gives. You should penalise for the incident. So, let's look at that incident. It was proven by the stewards, as it said in the statement, that he was wholly or predominantly to blame for causing the collision. Yeah. And... Involving in that decision was also he was, he was steering erratically. He was looking at Hamilton in his mirror so he knew where he was. And then he put on a, a heavy braking incident in a, I think, would they say it was 2.4G impact, causing a 2.4G deceleration, which meant that Car 44 had no way of avoiding the collision. He was just very lucky that he'd gone to overtake him at that point. Yeah, so the whole thing is, Hamilton didn't know that Verstappen was letting him by. It's not a. It's not a place you would let someone by because it would compromise Hamilton's position. And you think that position. he was breaking
0: down or slowing down?
1: Yeah, it was. It was a very erratic thing to do. It was a very confusing thing to do. Hamilton misinterpreted the situation, and I'm sure he's kicking himself because if he'd have been, if he'd have known that he was going to let him through, then he would have just gone past him in a shot. And then yeah. Verstappen, I don't think would have because of where he was trying to do it and how much he decelerated. I don't think he would have got up to speed quick enough to then re-pass him under DRS. Yeah. But, um, and I think it was just, it was clumsy from Max. It was really clumsy. But I'm, there just seems some, there's just this little part of me. I don't think that he said, right, I'm now going to, I'm now going to make him ram me so he retires. I don't think that was in his mind. But I do think that he didn't care if it happened.
0: I, d- I think, uh, I think he would care if it happened if he went out. I think what was more of, because in theory, um, Hamilton would have had more chance of, Getting out of that mess. No, the no, max. No, 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 because no. hang on, because surely the back end isn't replaceable with the front end is.
1: Yeah, so what would have happened there, um, in that scenario, is it would Hamilton's front wing would have been toast. He would have it was right at the start of the lap. He then would have had to drive around with no front wing, and he would have had to get back to the pits. That would have lost him about 20 odd seconds. He would have then had to sit in the pit for for 15, 20 seconds whilst they changed the front wing, and then lost the 20 seconds of being in the pit. He's then a minute down. Worst case scenario for Verstappen, because of the angle of the wing and the way they're designed for safety reasons, he's not going to take his rear wing off. All that's going to happen is he's going to lose a load of downforce on his diffuser. It's not going to be a race-ending collision for Verstappen, as we've seen in the past. Yeah, it was quite as slow as well. Yeah, it wasn't particularly high speed. Um, so it would have, it would have, end, it would, it could have potentially ended Hamilton's race, especially if he tried to avoid him and then end up impacting his wheel on the back of Verstappen. It could have ripped his wheel off. So. It could have ended Hamilton's race. It would have been very unlikely to end Verstappen's race. Verstappen could have then carried on, picked up. You know, even if he didn't win, any points from there on are a bonus, plus the fact that he's already got an eight-point lead at this point. So but
0: I don't think he was quite trying. A conspiracy theory. Yes, yeah, I don't
1: think, as I said, I don't think he was trying to take Hamilton out. But I do, I, given that he was looking in the mirror and he knew where Hamilton was, he knew that he wasn't trying to overtake him. Why didn't he just floor it? Because then he couldn't point? floor it. Hamilton... Uh, Verstappen could not floor it because he hadn't given the place away. Yeah, but he still had three laps to do it. He did it straight away, like instantly. He didn't have to do it right then, but he tried to do it strategically in a way that disadvantaged Hamilton as much as possible. The thing is,
0: yes, you're saying that it was done instantly, but we we all knew that that was coming for a long while, you know, that he had to give that place back. Not for a long while, it was straight away. But, yeah, but it was, the thing is, it wasn't, it wasn't as if, He'd, he'd failed. It was a good lap and two laps later that that decision was made.
1: Yeah, the, from the from the decision to the incident was very quick. Yeah, but, but from, from the, the
0: incident to the decision yeah, was yeah, quite a the, long yeah, time.
1: Yeah, from from the infraction to the decision. That's it, yeah, And then That's, the incident was straight away so, after.
0: So I wonder how, whether Max had been given the, the call, you're going to have to give that back two laps earlier. You know, from the race engineers going heads up, you're going to have to, and the misunderstanding of that because that was, it was a bit strange that he would sue it suddenly, instantly at that point, and the advantage that he had it wasn't that big an advantage. He he did it later on the exact same move. You know, well, the thing when he what did eventually this, give it back.
1: What um what they said on on the radio because Massey told Verstappen he had to or told Red Bull that they had to get him to give the place back, and then. They he then got on the radio to Mercedes to tell them we're gonna tell uh, we're gonna tell Max I'm just gonna move this cat again. Um we're but going then, to tell but we're then going Mercedes to tell Max to let him through. Denied
0: all, no, all so what I, understanding no. of that? Because then Ma, uh, the Mercedes guys go Matt when when you hear Massey then turn around on these this FIA radio, Massey turned around and went, Well it's not my fault you were talking on other channels. Yeah, That's so what he just, actually said.
1: Yeah, I yeah, know. So just going through the timeline here, they said they said to Red Bull, you need to let Hamilton through. And then they went to Mercedes to say you he's gonna let you through. But while they were on the radio to Mercedes, the incident happened. So Mercedes then hadn't then been able to transmit that to Hamilton because Massey then tried to say, Oh, it wasn't my fault if you're on another channel, and then Ron Meadows then then comes back and, and says, No. You were telling me. I heard you tell me, and that's as the incident happened. So we we had absolutely no chance to tell him. It wasn't that I was on another channel. It's because we hadn't been informed at that point. And that and then Massey's response to that was, "Oh, it's it's not my fault. I've, I've got I've only got so many buttons in front of me." Yeah, but hang on, Massey.
0: If Massey was to, if if Massey saying that he Massey must never mustn't have had a response to that message of let him through. Uh, you can go through sorry because 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 if he had he had the copy that michael which would have inevitably come um
1: yeah but the reason he didn't get a response was because they were he was he was telling them and then at that moment the incident happened so at that point he doesn't care about that he's dealing with what's going on on track so he's he's dealing with that
0: sorry laura and bez are dissing your cat Uh, <laughs> the, the, the cat, cat is, is as persistent, persistent as Max only as being... annoying as Hamilton I don't know which yeah. So, yeah, Bez, the, Bez, the only being
1: my other cat is called Max
0: so it must be as annoying as Hamilton then uh, sorry, my,
1: my other annoying cat yes. we've got my lovely cat Mini that doesn't do anything
0: <laughs> yeah. um, there we go um, anyway, I don't think we're going to agree on this one, I don't think there is an answer we never know the answers unless someone brings out the FIA timeline and the, and all the radio checks and no one has any time for that apart from some super geeks
1: so me later in the week then yeah
0: um, yeah. so later in the week you'll know about it and by that time we'll have moved yeah. on to the next race and we'll all be wondering who the winner was um, yeah. so you know I don't think there's going to be any answers I think the FIA needs to have a good look, hard look at themselves I don't know what's going on with Michael Massey he seems to be brought in more drama than anyone else but I wonder if that's part of the Liberty Media's plan because look where we've ended up um, not that I'm putting conspiracy on that um, uh, we all feel sorry for Mazepin because that was a blind corner and it was quite funny watching Chico stand around doing, waiting for the taxi um,
1: yeah. we also feel sorry for Vettel he was being bullied quite a bit
0: <laughs> when have we ever felt sorry for Vettel being bullied but yes yeah, that's you know
1: yeah definitely feel sorry for Vettel being bullied off track as well and yeah. George Russell obviously he couldn't do anything about that he was just an innocent bystander in no. the Mazepin crash and yeah yeah so yeah, I just feel sorry for everyone that had to race. But it, was, it wasn't it a good
0: racetrack. Yeah, it wasn't a yeah. good racetrack. It was a crash track. Um, all, they've all got little circles with lines on their heads, I presume, because they're all crash test dummies down there. Yeah. Uh, because And that's the problem with this race is it's Crash Bang up. It was interesting, but we all feared for their lives. And now I'm getting more into the racing, and I'm guessing Laura is as well. Uh, yes, I feel sorry for Lando as well, Laura. Uh, he had a really rubbish time. Um this isn't about racing this is about who can survive it's like bloody squid games on the f1 it's track.
1: like drive to survive it's like drive Ugh. to
0: survive oh yeah it's it's literally that was a drive to survive wankfest they um, are
1: going to have a field day with that one
0: i don't even know if they were there um, yeah, it'll, probably, it'll probably be at the beginning of the season anyway uh yeah
1: so yeah it'll be the first race yeah, it'll be, be in austria <laughs> everything happened in austria last year apparently <laughs> yeah
0: i don't know how many times we were in austria uh so it is it was a bit of a um uh, yeah. drive to survive Wankfest. it wasn't anything good yes i agree the wank bring people into the racing but as you as people get more and more into the racing they suddenly realize actually we like the hardcore racing and not crash bandicoot um
1: Yeah, it was and, it was and, not a great race in that, from that perspective. It was not a good race for Formula One. It had drama, uh and I'm yeah. sure it'll get clipped and played a lot and will be remembered for years, but it wasn't a great race. No, because
0: there is a difference and I'm starting yeah. to learn that now. Yeah, as which is we, a, as I finished my first sure. full season watching every single race. Mm. Uh, well you,
1: you did last year as well.
0: Did I watch every single race last season?
1: Well I hope so. You commented on every race, so
0: <laughs> Oh well, no, I didn't. I well I sort of missed the the, i missed australia um although we didn't race there but I, I fish i did officially miss it
1: well yeah no one everyone missed australia because <laughs> it didn't happen
0: well i didn't watch qualifying i didn't watch any of
1: the under well no nothing happened there was no one track action in australia oh, not
0: anyway no. all anyway.
1: right no. we hadn't even started the podcast at that point we started the podcast after that yeah it's about three weeks uh, after australia we started the podcast so i've been wanting to do it for about six months earlier but i just never got around to starting it yeah um but anyway
0: maybe i did watch it maybe i didn't watch it all with laura and that was the difference this season i've watched it all with my wife every single race and ironically the only race we're going to miss together is the last one and uh i will not be able to watch the last race until the evening oh
1: awkward so I'm going to have to have so after one of the most enthralling seasons in Formula One history, and I'm going to miss it. So I'm going to have to I'm going to try and stay away from the result and watch it about seven o'clock at night. when I I'll get give
0: here. you I'll give you a few texts. Tom.
1: Yeah, I'll be turning my phone off. I won't even be muting her. <laughs> I'll I be it. Off. I'll text <laughs> Emily
0: off. She
1: will be she's in a show. She will be turning her phone off.
0: Uh, I will find somewhere else it no, will be unless
1: unless you can like program a carrier pigeon to fly from Ireland and drop a result saying Max Champ. You know that's the only way you're going to do it. But while we're talking about that, should we talk about should we talk about um, firstly the standings and then what we think is going to happen next week and then we'll wrap things up. Cool. So uh, standings, obviously, we've already said three sixty nine and a half each. Hamilton and Verstappen at the moment, Verstappen will win the championship. Um, based on the number of victories. He is on nine, Hamilton is on eight. There is no mathematical scenario where if Hamilton wins the last race, they can finish level on points. So as a result, it won't go... It, the next thing would go to pole positions, I believe. Um, so it won't go to that. It it will either... Unless what? they both... unless they. So basically, if they finish level on points and they're level on race victories, then it goes to pole position. How are they going to
0: finish level on points?
1: Well, they won't. Unless they're DNFs. Unless they're DNFs. Yeah, the only way way they'll finish level on points if they're both DNF and then Max Verstappen will win because he's won more races. So what I'm saying is there's no mathematical scenario where if Hamilton wins, they can finish level on points. Okay. Because at the moment, Hamilton's one win behind Verstappen. So uh, that's that scenario. Bottas is on 218 points, dead set. Hang on, hang on. There is a mathematical. Go on. So what's the question? There isn't.
0: The mathematical is that... There is
1: no mathematical scenario where Lewis Hamilton can win the race and finish level on points with Verstappen. There isn't. Because winning the race is 25 points and there's no other way that Verstappen can get 25 points.
0: Okay. But what happens if uh, they're 10th and 9th and Hamilton gets fast lap?
1: Well, then Verstappen will still win because he's got more race victories. What I'm saying is there's no scenario where Hamilton can win and they finish level on points. Okay. They can finish level on points yeah. because they can both not finish. Or, as you say, one can score one more point in the race and the other can get faster slap. Yeah. So there is a scenario where they can finish level, but and then if that happens, then Verstappen will win because he's got more race wins. So Bottas has now got third. I believe he's got it guaranteed now with uh, 218 points. So back to Sergio Perez, 190. So that is 28 points. So yes, Valtteri Bottas has got third place. Uh, Sergio Perez has got fourth place with 190 points. Charles Leclerc is up to fifth over 158. Lando Norris, 154. So and then Carlos a Sainz. Carlos Sainz, 149.5. So there's a very real possibility that Lando Norris could finish seventh.
0: In which fact, is where he should, which isn't a bad thing. Let's not worry let's not worry about that. He is the no. fourth fast car on that track and that's yeah. exactly where he should be finishing. If he it should be, eventer, but it would
1: be it'd be nice if he overperformed, oh, but that's absolutely. where that's where he should finish. Uh Danny Ricardo, hundred and fifteen points in a bit of no man's land there. Pierre Gasly can still pass him, he's fifteen points back. Uh it's unlikely. That's he needs unlikely. a podium. He yeah. needs a podium. And a um, DMF from what's yeah. From Ricardo. And then we've got Fernando Alonso uh back in tenth, seventy-seven points. So 23 points off Pierre Gasly. Very unlikely to catch Gasly. Fernando Alonso, yeah, I've gone for here. Esteban Ocon, five points back from Alonso now. It would be poetic justice if, if Esteban Ocon could beat Alonso in the last race. Just saying, Bez. Um <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Uh and then it's a long way back to Vettel in twelfth. In the sixth fastest car, exactly where he should be. And then we've got Vettel 43, Stroll 34. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda way back 20 points for him in 14th George Russell 15th with 16 and then we've got Kimi Raikkonen in his final race at the weekend 10 points Nicholson. No one 7 cares. points and then Antonio Giovinazzi the last point scorer with 3 points his last race as well for Italian Jesus no one cares about him either <laughs> and then we've got Schumacher, Kubica, and Mazepin still last, still 21st in the 20 car championship. Um, he can overtake Kubica, I believe. He needs a 15th, and he'll pass Kubica because they've both got um, they've both got one 14th, and I think Kubica has one 15th, and but Mazepin doesn't have any 15ths. So if he gets a 15th, then they'll be level, but then Mazepin has got more finishes so he will then move ahead of Kibitza so he needs 15th to take 20th in the championship
0: <laughs> so he's currently below the yeah. amount of cars in the championship
1: yeah brilliant. and he needs I think 11th or 12th I think you might even need an 11th to go ahead of Mick Schumacher so
0: brilliant that's not the uh, uh so in constructors have Mercedes already got this.
1: No, they haven't. But they—they're on five hundred and eighty-seven and a half, and then Red Bull are on five hundred and fifty-nine and a half. So that is, if my maths is correct, twenty-eight points. So, so that's a
0: win and a fourth.
1: Yeah. So it's it's doable, but it's 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 unlikely. Ferrari three hundred seven oh, no, and a half.
0: That's that. Yeah. No. Th- realistically, they do have it, but that would have to make Hamilton drop Hamilton, and they'd have to get a win and a. Uh, Sixth, winning the sixth for Mercedes, and no, a win winning the sixth, sixth for Red, Red Bull, and then Mercedes and not Mercedes to score does not score at all. At all. Yeah, yeah, so basically something, it. something right, Yeah, so pretty Mercedes. much. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Um Ferrari three hundred seven and a half to McLaren's two hundred sixty nine. So what's that? Thirty eight and a half points. So again, um almost guaranteed. Not quite, but almost guaranteed. They need, they need a, they need a one two with uh, with Ferrari not finishing. Um, Alpine 149 29 points over AlphaTauri again that looks pretty pretty nailed on now uh, Aston Martin 77 that's nailed on they they can't go any higher or lower they will finish 7th which I'm a bit annoyed about because I predicted Aston Martin would finish 6th um, and everyone said 6th they'll be 3rd or 4th and I was like no they'll be 6th no nah, they won't they'll be 3rd or 4th and they're fucking 7th can't believe it who'd have thought they'd be even worse than you, I thought they'd
0: seemingly.
1: be seemingly yeah uh, Williams 23 points uh, they can't go any higher than that Alpha Romeo can in theory pass Williams for eighth place with 13 points but with 13 points in 22 races can you see them getting an additional 11 points in one race no so they're going to be ninth and can you see Haas ever scoring a point ever no so that's uh that's the constructors Why are they even bothered? so literally the constructors is basically decided yeah. There's not really any play I'm looking down at that list now and I can't see any positions changing in the constructors championship nothing, now. It's what now about long. the
0: Ferrari and
1: McLaren? Ironically, the closest and most realistic chance is probably Red Bull <laughs> passing Mercedes. And that even that's very unlikely. Yeah. McLaren, almost impossible to pass Ferrari. Uh Alvatore, twenty nine technically alvatore to Alpine is the closest with twenty nine points. In fact, no, it's still it's still no, Mercedes still Red bigger. Bull. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no, it is, it's Mercedes-Red Bull is the most likely. Yeah. And it's still very unlikely. So then, um, Abu Dhabi, what's going to happen?
0: Bit of predictions and then we'll round things off. A bit of predictions. I mean, like, so Laura's putting on money on now on whoever qualifies will not win the race. Interesting. And thus not win the championship. So whoever qualifies first—that's what I think she said. This. I'm just gonna to have to do look. Here. Yes, uh, so I did
1: see that comment. It was yeah. basically whoever finishes on pole won't win the race.
0: Yeah, um, and so Lewis is gonna put on the tenor on that. I'd probably go the other way. I do think you know? know would- I think
1: I—I I think it's entirely possible because I think Valtteri Bottas might qualify on pole, and there's no way he'll win if Hamilton's behind him.
0: Can you imagine if Bottas just does this well, on the way out? Fuck yeah. you, lads. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair,
1: to be fair, if Hamilton is behind him and Verstappen is behind Hamilton, there's no real reason to let Hamilton through because he's winning the championship anyway. Yeah. So
0: But can you but imagine it? If it depends Bottas where Verstappen
1: is. Yeah. If Verstappen is right up behind Hamilton, then they'll let they'll let Hamilton through and use Bottas as a blocker. Yeah. But if, just if Verstappen's if Verstappen's three or four seconds back and Hamilton's got it in, you know, Hamilton's in control and Bottas yeah. is winning, then they'll let Valtteri win. No,
0: they won't. Yeah, they will. Not a chance. Why not? Why Why would they. Because there are. They we away? know this, and we don't know. They... And, they, and Bottas on the way out. There's no way they're going to yeah, allow Bottas to win but this game. They race. would still
1: win both championships, and it would be a nice goodbye present for Bottas. They genuinely like Bottas. Says who? Oh, they do. They. You can just tell by the way. No, you know, you and can't. the way that he's. The way that he's behaved since since he's been dropped as well, and the way it, it's all been done very 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 well, and you know Bottas even said himself he was on I think it was on the Beyond the Grid podcast and um, and he said that he he believes that his entire time at Mercedes he's been given the same equipment he's been given equal opportunity to fight, um, but he himself okay, Laura, has not been up to it.
0: Laura's going to donate. I don't know what she means to that. I'll donate it to Catch Charity if I lose. Surely if you win, you'll so putting So she's putting a tenner on, yeah. but
1: Maybe then you'll lose it twice.
0: Yeah, I don't quite understand that. Yeah, okay.
1: That's fine. <laughs> anyway, it's I that,
0: think there's some money going to that cat's charity. Do
1: you like this, look?
0: What's that? It's a cat.
1: Yeah, it's been made on a 3D printer. Oh, is this Emily's, from
0: your Emily's dad?
1: Yeah, Emily's dad made it on a 3D printer. It's the first thing you made.
0: Not bad. It looks like Leo, doesn't it? <laughs> it does look like Leo. That's the most random thing. Yeah. Um, there we go. Random yeah. thing of the, uh, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I reckon, I reckon whoever, whatever order the it's going to be, whoever. Sorry, let's be honest. It's Max or or Verstappen, as Max or Verstappen, Max or Hamilton, uh, Verstappen or Hamilton. Let's try and use the same sort of initials uh, names. Um, if it's Verstappen or Hamilton, whichever rises to the to the forefront of the qualifying will win. Will rise to the forefront of the race whether Bottas is involved or Perez is involved or not.
1: Yeah, I I, I think qualifying is going to be crucial. Um, yeah. the race so... is one
0: in qualifying. Whether, whoever, but as I
1: said, I'll reserve judgment on this race until we actually see it because there is a possibility it actually might be a decent race. Okay.
0: Will it though? We'll see. It's not we'll the see. Uh, I still don't understand. <laughs> Sorry, baby. Um, she's donating it twice. Uh, there we go. I don't know whether I'm whether she's betting against me. That maybe that's it. Maybe she's betting against me. Uh, yeah,
1: possibly. Yeah. There we go.
0: Anyway, um, I think we'll wrap it up for this week
1: then, um, and we will see you all uh, next week when we know who the champion is, or will we? we? Are the <laughs> champions we might not know because it might be being decided in sporting tribunals because uh, someone's sent someone into the lake
0: oh it probably will be oh uh, yeah. do you know what'll happen it'll be max will hamilton will win but then we'll have a five second penalty for something which makes it equal or some stupid fecking thing like that very unlikely can't see that happening myself but anyway we'll see you all I next can week with this Becky FIA. Right, bye! Bye! Right, I think, in my opinion, what happened is Max got told to let him through, uh, but it took a while for that call to come through to Max, and it didn't go through to Hamilton, full stop. And so Max then slows down, doesn't wants to do a Brazil...
1: You've... Oh, something's happened to your mic, Carl. You've cut
0: out. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, you're back now. Did you lose me there? Sorry. Yeah. So, sorry, I'll start again, or start halfway through.